Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My You're name welcome, is Joe, Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. And I topic. will be your co-host, Joe Caruso's friend. And I'll be your co-host, <laughs> Jeff Bogue. Uh, hi. Well, from news sources to comedians mm-hmm. to... What else, Joe? Well, I was just thinking, like, Jeff Bogue, I wonder if you could be a com- Like, if you really get, went for it, you could probably be a comedian. You know, I did stand-up com- uh, comedy in college. Did you really? Yeah, I'm one and one. My, 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 me and my buddy Jason Haymaker, well, actually, I, I'm two and one. Me and my buddy Jason Haymaker did straight-up stand-up comedy. The first time, we killed. <laughs> the second time, we walked off in shame. Oh, no. And then my buddy Bill Avila and I did a, did a uh, oh, kind of like a comedy show, and we killed on that one. So That's a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm two and one with stand-up comedy. There you go. Well, it has to start somewhere, and it goes to show you that it is a craft. You, have, you can't just yeah, get up there and yeah. win. Yeah, you can't. We learn the hard way. You can't just go up there and make stuff up. Yeah, it's like we found crickets in this place. Yeah. We found them all. They're hiding was, in the corners. Yeah, we were all but booed. Well, including those comedians and, of course, friends to advertisements, it seems <laughs> everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through that noise? How do mm. we sift through all of that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process about these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Comedy Jeff. Yeah, I saw that right there. That was ha-ha, the way you said questions. <laughs> I laughed out loud on the inside. That's, that's really what we're going for whenever I read that intro, is what is the funniest reaction we can get to <laughs> we're trying to help you parse life's <laughs> deepest questions. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but now when people come up and talk to me about this podcast, I feel like we that, that more people are like, man, we just love listening to you and Jeff banter back and forth. And it comes to a point where I'm like, but did you, did, did you listen to the rest, Anything too? Anything we yeah. said. That's is there right. any value or eh, whatever? Hey, people are listening to us banter. I think it's amazing. I When somebody says that to me, I'm like, we do a phenomenal job of hiding our hatred for one another. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remotely suspects Joe. No, not at all. Yeah, if you don't laugh, you cry, and so we just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, now that the cat's out of the bag, um, Jeff, the 13th, the 30th, I mean, I can't even get that out. This, if I ever start lying, you're probably going to catch on real, real fast, because I'll just start saying words that don't make sense. The third, t- 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 <laughs> Uh, the 30th reason I hate you. Um, okay. Well, uh, so this person actually just wrote in, uh, and they said maybe this would be a good follow-up for a Mixed Messages podcast. So uh, he he's writing to you. He says, my church background is similar to yours, Jeff. Mm. Uh, and he says, as a retired person, I've become more reflective. How do I know if I'm simply going through the motions of following Jesus or I'm all in? And he references you making the decision on the soccer field. How did your life change from being a, I, I did all the religious things, I was at church multiple times a week, I knew the Bible, at least academically, inside and out, and then I decided to follow Jesus. How did your life change? Uh, I, I think my life, my relationship with God went from being something that I do to someone who I am. Hmm. And, uh, and it's almost hard to describe. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the transformation, uh, the renewing of the mind, and the transforming of the mind that the Scripture talks about. 
But if I was looking, you know, to try to help guide our uh, our listener who wrote in, I would say it, it went from what I did to who I was. And so I wasn't trying to do good deeds and I wasn't trying to be a moral person and I wasn't, you know, uh, I, I kind of quit putting my good versus bad on a scale and see if my good could outweigh my bad and I would win. I think when I accepted Christ, uh, Christ, I was reborn in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I'm becoming a new person. And the the fancy word for that is sanctification. So sanctification is the process of becoming like Christ. So we are... We are sanctified by Christ. In other words, our righteousness is given to us by him. Then we are being sanctified. I'm becoming more and more like Christ. And then one day in heaven, I'll be fully sanctified. You know, there there will be a time that I no longer, none of, no one who's a Christ follower will deal with sin anymore. By the way, we won't need faith either Mm -hmm. uh, because we'll, we'll walk by sight, not by faith. So, so I think, Looking for that is is really what it is, and it's not just maturity. Uh, it's not just you know behavior modification, like I quit you know smoking, drinking, chewing, kind of a thing. Uh, but really, it it's gonna it's gonna go into the arena of what do I love? Uh, what what am I willing to give up, and how do I view myself? Do I do I view myself as someone who has, in a very positive way, added the added Jesus and the person of Jesus into my life, or do I view myself as a person who has died to myself, and I didn't add Jesus to my life, he is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, I was listening, I actually, uh, uh, it was on my, my uh, feed the other day, I was looking at Instagram, and I heard a pastor say, he said, whenever you look at the scriptures, if you're looking at where you have rights, like what right do I have as a follower? He goes, you're looking at it all wrong. Hmm. He said, as a Christ follower, the idea that I have rights is false because I've died to myself. So the only right I have is to, to know, to love, to follow, and be conformed to Christ. Well, that is going to look like love, and it's going to look like uh, merciful love. It's going to look like strong love. It's going to look like tough love. It's going to be, but looking and saying, is my life being lived for the glory of Christ and for the love of the people that He loves, or am I adding Jesus into my life to somehow benefit my life? So, the the idea that a, a, a Christ follower would walk around, for instance, and say, um, I want to get to heaven. Um, and so I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be getting like going to heaven is not the obsession of a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven is the obsession of the Christ follower. And then heaven is a reward. Mm-hmm. It's an outcome. It's not a destination and a goal. So I think just things like that, you know, uh, Pastor Ryan, uh, I'm not sure if it's his phrase originally or not, but I've heard him say a lot that we, we work from love, not for love, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, and that's what changed, and it changed with sin. It changed with motives. It changed with language. It changed, you know, where I, I no longer desired those things. 
the Paul says we're going to struggle with the with the sin nature, and he says the Spirit is going to give us a foretaste of what it's like to be fully glorified. So I'm not talking about perfection. I'm, I'm talking about uh, I want to know and love and and uh, be used by Christ, and that's that was the big shift that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to uh, do things. I wanted those things to benefit me one way or another. I didn't want to become someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's almost hard to describe. It, it's it's one of those things that um, I, I use an illustration sometimes. I'll say, if uh, imagine you grew up in a desert and you never had milk, you never had sugar, and you never had a cocoa bean, describe chocolate to that mm-hmm. person. And you can't. Mm-hmm. You ha- you have to have tasted chocolate to to even talk about it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's such a distinct thing. And so you chocolate doesn't taste like you know like sometimes you'll say like uh, you know rabbit tastes like chicken. You know <laughs> kind of thing. well to- chocolate only tastes like chocolate. Right. So you have to have had it and experienced it to even have a conversation about it. And I feel that way a little bit with um, salvation and, and and following Christ. So this is where when Jesus is like, you move from death to life, well, you have to have moved from death to life. You move from darkness to light. If you're in darkness, light doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, the old and the new, you only can describe the new if you've experienced the new. So all of that, so I can describe it, I can point people toward it, I can uh, challenge uh, kind of the places in their faith that they would feel stuck, or maybe I meant to say in their religion that they mm-hmm. would feel stuck. But it's only when that change happens that it, that it makes a difference, and, and I think that's what you have to to look for. And I think the Holy Spirit gives you confidence about that. I, I would agree. Um, I, I, I think of... Um, like people and their experiences with like higher education and how um, like <laughs> you and I've even joked about like, well, C's get degrees. Yeah. And and they do, but that mindset is not that of a student. That is the mindset of like, what's the bare minimum I can do without getting kind of booted from this program. Yeah. And I, and there's a, a version of that that would kind of apply to what you're talking. Like if our mindset with Jesus is like, what do I have to do? So you'll still let me in at the end of all this. You might you you might not be following Jesus, because you're you're already thinking of all your escape clauses on like I don't have to do all the things he asked me to do right, but if the reverse is like no like the, because there's other students we've probably met these people too or maybe we, maybe you're you are one, um, or like you're in it for the learning. You're like I actually want to understand this concept. Yeah. I would love to understand this this math better, this this uh, literature better, this concept scientifically. I want to discover that. I just love figuring that out. You can't help it. You're a learn. You are a learner. You're not just learning. Mm-hmm. You're like this is this is who I am. And so when you discover like, oh Jesus, like wants me to act differently with my brother. I want to take a hard look at that because yeah. if that's what Jesus wants, then I guess I'm going to have like. Even if it's hard, you know, that learner is not going to look at that science lab and go, well, this lab just looks hard, so I don't care if I discover that or not. Yeah, They, they want it. They're going for it. Yeah, there's a, there's a passion there, and it, and it 
Uh, you know, there's people that are like C's get degrees. Actually, don't tell anybody, but D's get degrees too. <laughs> um, but uh, and then there's the other side of it where I have to have an A plus plus on everything. And I think Jesus is just looking at us and saying, "I'm not. You're not. I'm not asking you to perform for me. Right. I'm asking you to love me. Um, behavior does not create love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love always alters behavior. Right. And uh, I actually wrote a book on this a few years ago. It's called Reset, mm-hmm. Why Discipleship is Not About Trying Harder. Yep. And it's it, it was really a journey that I had gone on where I'm like, oh, that's right. It's, it's not about me getting A pluses. I would have definitely been in the how do I get away with stuff category. Mm-hmm. It's about me being, knowing, and loving Christ, right. you know? And so it's this is where it's hard to describe. It's not good intention, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's it's real relationship. But real relationship lived out in good motive. And and when you look at the metaphors in the Bible, uh, God's going to use metaphors like a good marriage. Mm-hmm. A good marriage is like a thing. It's not good intention. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. But when there's a real love and a real sacrifice, it winds up being a beautiful thing that actually. Ephesians 5 says, actually represents what it's like to follow Christ. Um, the Bible also would use like the um, the metaphor of a father and we're the children of God. Mm-hmm. Right? So being a father, like I'm, I'm not um, uh, just relationally a father to my children. Like I sign paperwork, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I am their father. It's a real relationship, mm-hmm. but in a healthy way, it's a life-giving relationship. It, it could be corrective. It could be all those kind of things. So it's just that kind of stuff that we have to get our head around. I would say growing up, uh, nobody taught me that, and if they did and when they did, I didn't understand it. Mm. So I would have thought of it as a as a system. Uh, don't listen to secular music. Don't drink alcohol. Don't watch bad things on television. Don't. But that system could very easily be separated from loving people. Mm-hmm. Those people over there are perverts. Those people over there have a different skin color. Those people over there have a different... And so what I the connection that was never made for me was loving my enemies, loving a sinner, loving somebody that's not like me, without enabling them, loving them in truth, mm-hmm. but loving them nonetheless... It is way, way, way harder to figure out how to love somebody than it is to follow a set of rules. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what you see when Jesus is surrounded by notorious sinners and self-righteous fairs. Like he led both of those to himself. Yeah. Um, he led people who had very gentle and kind. Uh, and cooperative spirits. I think of the Apostle John that way. And then he led like hard-nosed, difficult, erratic people like the Apostle Peter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's way harder to figure out how to love. And that's exactly what Jesus says when when the guy asks, what's the greatest commandments? He's asking, what are the rules? How do I measure an A plus to a D minus? And Jesus says, what I want is I want you to love me with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, all the law, all the prophets hang on those two commandments. Everything only makes sense in that that context. Mm-hmm. 
it I uh it's hard, like you said, because we want it we almost want it to be more complicated than that. Yeah. Um because then you you can know, but it's 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 the emphasis that God is putting on this as a relationship and not just a bunch of thing a hoops to jump through. And so if if our questions are, well, what must I do? What must I do? What must I do? And if we're not satisfied with come spend time with me, come be with me, come follow me. And go love those I love. Right. Then that's then we're gonna be frustrated. Yeah, if I if I'm if I was having coffee with our listener, I would probably say to him two things. Number one, in our walk with Christ, we should never have a sense of arrival. Mm-hmm. Unless you are Jesus, <laughs> then you are not done on this journey. And so abandon your sense of arrival. Abandon the idea that you've got it nailed down, that you learned it all, that you know how to work the system. Um, if you have a sense of arrival, then that is not the, the spirit, so to say, that God is looking for. And then the other thing I would look at is I would look and say, is there any person, group, category that I do not have love for? And... Um, I'm not saying that they're all easy to love, mm-hmm. but I am saying that if I can identify a, an individual or a group or a category of people that I do not love and that I harbor bitterness toward, a true Christ follower is going to be convicted about that, and they're going to ask the Lord to create that love in them. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you enable or condone their lifestyle. Um, but I'll give you an example of this right now. What's going on in Israel mm-hmm. and in the Gaza Strip, there's a whole lot of Christians with uh, Israeli flags up, a whole lot of Christians who are like, wipe out the Hamas. Ter- and I'm like, guys, those are human beings. Mm-hmm. Human beings. Well, Jeff, there's terrorism. I know there's terrorism. Well, there's consequences. I agree there's consequences. I'm not talking about geo-global politics, and I'm not talking about how God uses nations to bring justice, and I am not in any way excusing or condoning what Hamas did. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about my heart. Both sides, the people who were murdered and the people who did the murdering, Jesus loves. Yep. Well, justice, right. But the Bible specifically says that I, I'm talking about me as an individual. You know, the Bible specifically says that I leave that to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that we don't honestly go through and diagnose uh, what is right, what is wrong, what is just, what is unjust. I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about your heart. And I'm on this side, and I hate those guys. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Anywhere in my life that I'm looking, that I see that, I want to yield that to Christ. The motivation to do that is emblematic of a true Christ follower. God is long-suffering. And so whenever he looks at, I mean, you think about some of the folks that have done the worst things ever, or even think of ourselves. Think of the season or the moment where you were the worst version of yourself. Yeah. That where anyone would look at that and go, you need to be deeply punished for how you treated that person or what you did. Or like, if God just snapped his fingers and said, justice, 
every time that we desperately messed up, like we would all just be done. A human race would be wiped out. The Apostle Paul is the the Middle Eastern person who was committing acts of terror against be- the church. Because God is long suffering and working, he's doing everything he can to find redemption. That's right. And and there there is like And if they don't get there, we, then we, God will handle justice at the end of their life. And when we think about justice, the Bible <coughs> says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ Lord. There's going to be justice. We're assuming that God hated um, the Nazis mm. as individuals, not as a world system. We're assuming that God hates Al Qaeda as individuals. I'm like, no, it is a it it needs to be defeated. It is a victory for what is right. That doesn't mean that God rejoiced that all those people were sent to hell. Right. That they they were deceived and broken and uh, ruined by the evil one. That is the cosmic fight, so to say. Mm -hmm. God did raise up nations to bring justice to these unjust regimes, 100%. They were wrong. The other side is right. As an individual, for me to look and say, let them all burn, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. That, that, that is, that's not even a justice mindset. The more dead Germans, the better. That's not even a justice mindset. So, so to, to look and say, I hate a group, I hate a category, I hate my whole family. Well, like, and Jesus directly addressed it. He said, if you, have, if you hate your brother in your heart, you've already committed murder. Yes. Like it, it's an, an intense thing that God, this is not something that you, well, it's okay, I haven't done anything about it. Jesus saying, this heart condition is serious. So in the context of an individual, mm-hmm. right, and I've said that word very clearly because mm-hmm. there is national justice, there is, there is correct justice. In the context of an individual, if I'm looking for things in my life, I'm looking for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do I hate? Do I not care? Am, am I closed off to? Am I no longer pursuing Am I happy that? And I w- it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when, you are, when you look and say, um, that's how I hope and want that to go down, I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that you want to... You that's, diff- that's very different than did I go to church three times this month. Right. So I'm looking at the condition of my heart. I hate my ex. Mm-hmm. I hate my parents. I will not speak to my mother. I'm like, whoa, as a Christ follower, well, you don't know what she's like, Jeff. I, I'm not arguing that point. I'm not arguing that point at all, and I don't think you should enable people. Um, but I don't see the other, the other side of that either. And so the, the question isn't, like, is it hard or difficult? The question is, how do we get when the Bible, when the scripture says, "Get rid of all bitterness, anger, slander, brawling, and malice; instead, love and forgive and have compassion," mm-hmm. that's the work of the Christian life. Yeah. Or when he calls us and tells us we're new creations, he doesn't say, "Now go and execute my judge, my justice." He says, "Go be my ambassador of reconciliation." That's right. And, and in Ro- and Romans eight, the Bible says, "Well, the Holy Spirit is who helps us do all this." Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a 
it's not an overnight thing. No. But it, it is a transformation process and a renewed life process. Yeah. That's really good. I, I know for our listeners' sake, it might feel like we're, we've kind of gotten around uh, in a pretty big way the question, um, but this is the kind of stuff that begins to play out. Our, our viewpoints, our, uh, the way in which we're, we're loving God and loving other people, as Jeff is saying, um, it, it, it's a big, big deal. It's not a checklist. It's not are we doing the right things. It's where, what's the trajectory of our heart? Is it going after the person of Jesus? Well, if you have questions that you would like us to address on this podcast, we'd love to do that. You can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages, just like our listener did today. Uh, And if we can help you take any unique next steps, maybe you want to have a conversation with a leader or a pastor about where you're at personally right now, we would love to do that. Please feel free to reach out and let us know. Um, And if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. Um, And if you're looking for a place to jump in and and follow Jesus and really figure out uh, ways in which to be connected with him and his people, you can always join us in person or online here at Grace. Thank you very much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.